the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager. I'm honored to be with you today. Actually, a week from today, we will have the Charlie Kirk Show on Salem stations across the country. And I just want to say it is a great honor to fill in for the legendary Dennis Prager. I have learned more from Dennis Prager than I ever could have learned getting three doctorate degrees from colleges, but that's not saying much. As many of you know, I run Turning Point USA, the nation's largest student organization on over 2,000 high school and college campuses across the country. Also run Turning Point Action, which is dedicated to re-electing President Trump. So I'm here in Chicago, Illinois, actually where I grew up, right down the street, went to Wheeling High School. And I've seen some pretty incredible things in my life. I've had the opportunity to travel all 50 states, many different countries. But I saw something yesterday I don't think I've ever seen before. I was asked by my good friend, Gary Rabine, and other Illinois Republican Trump supporters, and yes, there are plenty of them, to come speak at an event in St. Charles, Illinois. So I flew in from Idaho, had a great event in Idaho, in Coeur d'Alene, then Boise, and before that we were in Flagstaff, Arizona. Arizona is now a battleground state, and we were working to get the president reelected there. So I come into Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago, get to the event, and I was told there'd be a couple hundred people there, Trump rally and... I was the keynote outdoors, and I pull up, and it's hard to kind of articulate exactly what I saw. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, kind of in a Woodstock format almost. Woodstock meets a MAGA rally meets Burning Man. People had army cars. People had not just flags, but homemade, massive just visuals. On this fairground, must have been 5,000 people in the suburbs of Chicago, where we are told there are no Trump supporters at all. I spoke for about 25 minutes, and the energy and the enthusiasm was absolutely incredible. And I've been seeing this all across the country. I've been crisscrossing the country from battleground states, from Maine to Minnesota to Florida, North Carolina. I will be in Omaha, Nebraska tonight with Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle. Omaha, Nebraska, actually Nebraska counts that congressional district as their own as their sole electoral vote. So they carve out that district as its own electoral vote. Donald Trump only won that district by two points in 2016. Actually, there was a piece in the Washington Post today where Joe Biden thinks he can win Omaha, Nebraska, which is eastern Nebraska. And with that, he thinks he can win electoral vote. And actually, if this election comes down to just a couple electoral votes here and there, Nancy Pelosi says she's already planning for an electoral college tie which means it would go to the House of Representatives, Omaha, Nebraska might actually make one of the major differences. So we will be there tonight. I've been traveling the country, and I see grassroots energy and enthusiasm that makes 2016 look like a ripple in a pond. 
I was on the front lines of the greatest political upset in American history with Donald Trump Jr. We traveled the country, and I saw people come out of the rivers and the valleys and the hills. And as President Trump says, I don't know what they were doing in the rivers, but they came out of the rivers. But what I am seeing right now makes 2016 look like a micron of that, just a fraction of it. The intensity and the enthusiasm. And I attribute this to a couple different reasons. As Dennis Prager always says, you know, the left destroys everything they touch, and the left has been in power, whether we like it or not, on a state and local level all across our country the last six months. We have seen the combined outrage of what happens when Democrats have mask mandates, where if you don't wear your mask completely, perfectly, or properly, you could possibly be put in prison where they penalize and persecute pastors, where my pastor right now, Rob McCoy, from Calvary Chapel, Thousand Oaks, is being criminalized and persecuted for holding church services, yet the abortion factories remain wide open. In California, the weed dispensaries remain open, and BLM Incorporated can have tens of thousands of people in the streets, no masks, no social distancing, but don't try and open your church. Where people have seen their businesses be ruined and destroyed, 100,000 small businesses have gone bankrupt and closed for good. One out of four of young people in America have contemplated suicide according to the Center for Disease Control in the last 90 days. This kind of combined assault, almost the provoking of decent and middle America, I believe the laws of physics will apply to the laws of politics where there will be an equal or opposite reaction. You cannot continually ridicule, antagonize decent and normal people their values, their faith, their tradition, what they what they consider the most important things in their life and not expect some sort of a response. And now what the ruling class and the D.C. political elite, I think, are vastly underestimating is how we are patiently waiting our turn to respond. That we might think it's outrageous that pastors are being criminalized, which we do, that businesses are being closed, and that the economic catastrophe because of the lockdowns, as Dennis Prager rightly says, might have been the worst decision, worst mistake that we made in American history. It's Dennis Prager's words, and I completely agree with those. That I think all of that will combine in a counter move that the Democrats are not anticipating. That's not to say I'm guaranteeing Trump is going to win. I don't discount the mail fraud and the ballot fraud. And in fact, there's a huge story out of Minnesota today from my friend James O'Keefe, who's actually doing honest journalism, and we will get to that throughout the program, where we are seeing Democrats pay for ballot harvesting, which is against the law. We have this on tape and on film. But I think the big news this weekend is not what the New York Times wants us to talk about, and we will talk about that story throughout the three hours that we are here today. I think the real story is that Amy Coney Barrett has been officially nominated, appointed, to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. This would have been the biggest story this weekend if it wasn't for the New York Times politically interfering with this election. Amy Coney Barrett is an American hero. She's a constitutional patriot. I'm seeing a lot of fake news happening in center-right circles trying to delegitimize Amy Coney Barrett. Let me set the record straight. There will be no greater champion of the United States Constitution, individual liberty, and freedom than Amy Coney Barrett. She's a lifelong student of the founding fathers of first liberties and freedom. She, of course, is an accomplished legal scholar, She's a judge on the federal bench and a mother of seven. Two of those seven kids were adopted from Haiti. 
And so when you think that the left would leave certain things alone, you don't understand the left like I do and as Dennis Prager does. It did not surprise me to see leading figures in the Democrat Party and in the left-wing intelligentsia not just attack Amy Coney Barrett for her faith, because they've done that already, her Catholicism, not just attack Amy Coney Barrett for her constitutional beliefs, her originalist, textualist beliefs, but instead, leading Democrat intelligentsia member Ibram X. Kendi, who was voted one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2020, he compared Amy Coney Barrett and her husband to, quote, white colonizers on the day she was nominated by President Trump to fill the late Justice Ginsburg Supreme Court seat. He wrote this on Twitter, quote, some white colonizers adopted black children. They, quote, civilized these, quote, savage children in their, quote, superior ways of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. This is Ibram X. Kendi, who again was voted one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People 2020. Al Sharpton called him, quote, one of the most important scholars of his generation, accurately interpreting the civil rights gains and losses across many years, end quote. He is the author of the book How to Be Anti-Racist, and if your child is in college or if your child is in public high school, they're probably learning from Ibram X. Kendi. It actually leads me to wonder, how can you be anti-racist while also saying, It's a bad thing that white parents are adopting black children. Dr. Ibram X. Kendi was also the recipient of a $10 million grant to his Center for Anti-Racism from who? Jack from Twitter. And very interestingly, Dr. Kendi is not alone in this. There are other people that came out on social media, such as John Lee Broger who says, quote, as an adoptee, I need to know more about the circumstances of how Amy Coney Barrett came to adopt her children and the treatment of them since transracial adoption is fraught with trauma and potential for harm. And everything I see here is deeply concerning. He is the managing director of Next Gen America, who is heavily financed by Tom Steyer. He's a verified Twitter account, and he's a mainstream voice in the Democrat Party. So Amy Coney Barrett, they can't attack her on her constitutional beliefs. They don't want to attack her on her Catholic beliefs, but they're going to continue that. Instead, they say it's bad that she adopted black children. I thought black lives matter to the Democrat Party. And by the way, they don't even mention that many of the children that are adopted by American parents are orphans. They don't have biological parents. Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. We're going to dive into this and why I think the Senate must confirm Amy Coney Barrett. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first, but because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks... I found that I could climb stairs pain-free, but it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. And although this way is stringing us along, Hello, everybody. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager, founder of Turning Point USA, the nation's largest student movement fighting for our country on campuses across the country. Also host of the Charlie Kirk Show, which a week from today will be on Salem stations across the country. As we've been talking about Amy Coney Barrett, in the wake of President Trump's nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett as the next Associate Justice of the Supreme Court, I have a big question for you. Will you fight for your freedom? Just go to DennisPrager.com and click on the banner at the very top of his homepage to join me and many others who are supporting the Alliance Defending Freedom, the nonprofit legal organization as they fight for all of us. On Saturday, moments after her nomination, President Michael Ferris was one of the first to praise Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, but he warned, quote, Unfortunately, critics have wasted little time in criticizing her Catholic faith and suggesting that her convictions disqualify her from public service, end quote. We can't allow that to happen, as ADF's Kristen Wagoner explains. One should be maligned or disqualified from a position because of their religious convictions. I think it's important to bring this, you know, in terms of it applies as much to an employee who would be discriminated against by her employer or a college that would discriminate against a student and certainly a senator that would discriminate against a judge. The principle applies to all of us. Your one-time donation of $100 will support the Alliance Defending Freedom, defending our rights to live out our beliefs without any form of government punishment. ADF has litigated and won 11 victories at the U.S. Supreme Court since 2011 and has a winning rate of nearly 80% of all cases. They're a terrific organization, and the president has made it clear how important the Supreme Court is. Now we need your help for ADF. Please go to DennisPrager.com and click on the banner at the top of the page or call 855 649 2020 to make your one-time donation of $100 or more so that ADF is ready if your freedoms are ever threatened. As we were just talking about, Amy Coney Barrett has been officially nominated to fill the ninth seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. The United States Senate, I have to give Senate Republicans credit. I am a very vocal critic of Senate Republicans. I feel that they have allowed poor immigration policies to go unaddressed for many decades bad trade policies, uh, racking up massive debts and deficits. They have done very little to nothing at all whatsoever when it comes to social media fraud, tech censorship, and the amount of power that has been concentrated in these pseudo-governments that call themselves social media companies, Google being one of them. And Dennis Prager talks about that so often here on his program. So I have been very vocal and very critical of how Senate Republicans seem to always pander to the wishes of the left. However, I have to give the Senate credit on a couple different items. Number one, they have quickly, courageously, and clearly consolidated support behind Amy Coney Barrett. According to Mitch McConnell, and he is not one to ever say it without it having a basis with the votes, is he believes they have the votes to confirm Amy Amy Coney Barrett. Thank you, Harry Reid, by the way, for lifting the filibuster. I also want to give the Senate Republicans credit for not playing the game for the mail-in ballot 
funding scheme fraud that Nancy Pelosi so desperately wanted. Now, there's a difference between absentee ballots and mail-in ballots. Absentee ballots is you request an absentee ballot verified by your signature. And if you were to go vote on Election Day, you'd have to surrender your absentee ballot in. Mail-in voting is every single registered voter in any state would have gotten a ballot to them, whether or not they requested it, they wanted it. It would have been one of the most out-of-control mail-in piece, one of the most out-of-control crises we have ever experienced when it comes to the integrity of our elections. And Mitch McConnell said, I am not going to give you $35 billion to fund your mail-in fraudulent schemes. Good for you, Mitch McConnell. And even more so than anything else, I want to give the Senate credit for quickly going to fill this seat, not just supporting Amy Coney Barrett, but saying that just because a seat has been vacated in an election season does not mean we are not going to do what people sent us to do. Mitch McConnell's doing the right thing here. Because if we had a 4-4 tie on the U.S. Supreme Court post-election in what seems to be almost an inevitably contested election going into this November, that would send this country into further bedlam and chaos, a move that I do not think our country should go through. And I don't know if we'd be able to survive that. It is a moral imperative and prerogative that we fill this seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. And if Senate Republicans have learned one thing, It's that when they do what they say they are going to do, they get richly rewarded by the voters. There are a couple Senate races that are just on the margins right now, in Arizona and North Carolina in particular. A U.S. Senate fight where they smear a Catholic woman with seven children, two of them adopted from Haiti, will not pan out well for the Democrats. And President Trump is doing some political three-dimensional chess. This morning, Joe Biden has called a lid on his campaign saying he will not leave his basement at all. They're done. Uh, 9.37 a.m., no public appearances. Meanwhile, President Trump is still communicating with the media. He traveled all out this weekend doing events all across the country in addition to the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. And even at a deeper level, President Trump knows what he's doing politically with ACB. Amy Coney Barrett is a devout Catholic. And many of the swing voters in the states that will determine the presidency and with it the future of our republic, Pennsylvania and Ohio, Michigan and Wisconsin, they have very important swing districts that are heavily heavily populated with Catholic voters. And to see Amy Coney Barrett attack for her faith and attack for her deeply held religious beliefs, I think will create a political backlash in the president's favor. And so we've gone through some of these attacks, such as Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, who thinks that Dr. Amy Coney Barrett is a white colonizer for adopting black kids, which, again, I thought that was the whole point of BLM is to say that black lives matter. But we know that BLM Incorporated, which is what I call it, is nothing more than a camouflaged Marxist organization that has been laundering money from well-intentioned people that only further sowed racial discord and chaos in our country. And so this Amy Coney Barrett fight, I believe, will be the Senate Republicans' most important and greatest moment. You confirm Amy Coney Barrett, you will keep the U.S. Senate. You fail to do so, you will lose the U.S. Senate. We rose up in record numbers in 2018 to do something historic, to expand the Senate map 
for the incumbent president's party. And it only happened once previously in the last 60 years. It is very difficult to do that. There's almost always a political kind of backlash after the presidency is won by a certain party in the midterm elections. We expanded that majority for a good reason, because of the Supreme Court. Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and now Amy Coney Barrett, 200 circuit court judges. This is actually the first time in my lifetime that the court can go conservative. Interestingly, the Warren Court and the Burger Court were more liberal as the country was more conservative. Now, as the country has become more liberal, we have a chance for the court to become more constitutional. I don't want to call it more conservative. It's just reading the text as it was intended. And the question I'm going to ask here is, how are Democrats going to continue to respond to the Supreme Court nomination? And there's some very interesting information I have to share with you. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hey, everybody. This is Charlie Kirk, host of The Charlie Kirk Show, soon to be on Salem stations across the country, also founder of Turning Point USA, filling in for the great Dennis Prager. Can I just say that Dennis Prager has done more good for this country than almost any politician I can think of absent Donald Trump for the last 20 years. He has brought more people to truth, given more people clarity, myself included. Dennis Prager is an American hero. I am honored to be filling in for him today. In fact, I have I am able to brag that I have listened to every single fireside chat that Dennis Prager has ever done. Wow! Pretty incredible. I agree. Okay. So, over the weekend, Joe Biden and his campaign made an outrageous claim. As President Donald Trump nominates Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court, it's been very interesting to see how Joe Biden and his campaign have reacted to the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. Now, a lot of the Democrat proxies and surrogates are doing the typical slander and character assassination of the devout Christian Amy Coney Barrett. Seven children, two of them adopted. They will not be able to find much wrong with this incredible woman's life. They will not be able to find anyone from a high school party that says something that is unsubstantiated, With a changing narrative, no eyewitnesses, and no evidence whatsoever. It's going to be very hard for them to do to her what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh, which was destroy an innocent innocent man's life for power and for a majority on the U.S. Supreme Court. However, Joe Biden has decided to take a new tact. While this morning he's running advertisements across the country, and as I crisscross the country trying to get this president reelected, it's the hardest I've ever worked in my entire life, sleeping four or five hours a night, News, couple states every single day, doing five events a day, two podcasts a day. I am watching all these advertisements as they come on television. I can tell you that Joe Biden is trying to say, we need to calm down the temperature in the room. We need to go back to civility in our country. I'm not going to say anything outrageous. And while that might resonate with certain people, he's lying. I believe it was yesterday or over the weekend, Joe Biden compares Donald Trump to Joseph Goebbels. Play tape. The president does spend a lot of time talking. One of the things he says over and over is that you will push a socialist agenda. You've said it very clearly. (laughs) You are not a socialist, and you actually have a record to prove that you're not. But what the president does, he says you are. He says it twice as often and twice as loud. How do you combat that lie when he keeps pushing it and some voters start to believe it? Well, um, I'm not sure 
anybody that hadn't already made up their mind they're for Trump believes, but who knows? But, but that's, you know, he's sort of like Goebbels. You say the lie long enough, keep repeating, 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 it becomes common knowledge, they think. Look, the other week I was too moderate, remember. I was too tough. And now the American people, I think they know who I am. They know my heart. They know my story, my family story. And Trump is using socialism to scare and distract Floridians from a failed pandemic. And look, here's the guy. He's refused to grant temporary protective status to Venezuelans. He's embraced dictators around the world. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I think people see very clearly the difference between me and Donald Trump. Trump is, a, you know, is a <laughs> Trump is, 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 is clearing protests in front of the White House that are peaceful, you know, with the military. And this guy's more Castro than Churchill. Whoa. Okay, Joe Biden, you want to calm down the temperature in the room, and you're saying that you're comparing Donald Trump to a Nazi propagandist, and you are saying that Donald Trump is more Castro than Churchill? That's, you know, he's sort of like Goebbels. You say the lie long enough, keep repeating, 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 it becomes common knowledge. This is the type of language that Joe Biden is putting forward. He's, oh, he just wants to calm down the conversation in the room. He wants to get back to decency. Well, guess what, former Vice President Joe Biden? A good way to get back to decency would be not accusing your political opponent of being the propagandist of the attempted rise of the Third Reich in the 20th century. So Joe Biden reacting to Amy Coney Barrett, he dodges and immediately makes us about health care. But instead, he has a new tact. Instead of addressing the policies that he and his running mate, Senator Harris, believe in, which is gun confiscation, Medicare for all, activist judges. Joe Biden completely and totally deflects and projects towards Donald Trump. And there's one question that the activist media needs to ask Joe Biden when it comes to judges. There's an important question that the activist media needs to ask Joe Biden when it comes to judges. And, and we'll talk about that question in just one second. This is Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA, filling in for the great Dennis Prager. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hey, everybody. This is Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA, host of The Charlie Kirk Show, soon to be on Salem radio stations all across the country. You can subscribe to The Charlie Kirk Show by taking out your smartphone right now. Get our podcast and unique content by typing in Charlie Kirk Show to your podcast app, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and just hit subscribe. There is a question that the media refuses to ask Joe Biden. And Joe Biden doesn't take many questions. But there is a question that they have refused to ask. But first, AT&T, $76 a month. Verizon Wireless, $83 a month. That's what the average family of four is saving a month by switching to Pure Talk USA. Same great coverage, but a fraction of the price. I am a Pure Talk customer. Why aren't you? And Pure Talk USA partners of the Charlie Kirk Show as well. They do a great job. So dial pound 250 and say keyword Dennis Prager for unlimited talk, unlimited text, and two gigs of data for just $20 a month. Plus, you'll get 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword Dennis Prager. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. So Joe Biden and the activist media, I call 
the media, the activist media, not the mainstream media, because they are activists. They are not impartial observers. They're not trying to pursue truth. They're not. They are activists in the game to try to make America a left-wing country. They have refused to ask a very simple question out of Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden doesn't take many questions to begin with. But President Trump has been the most transparent president in American history, despite what a lot of the activist media says about him. He is more accessible to the press. He is more available to members of the activist media. He tells us what he's doing, why he's doing it in real time, has done more press briefings, more interviews than any other president in my lifetime and definitely in the modern era. And the president has also been remarkably transparent when it comes to the selection of justices. A question that needs to be asked to Joe Biden is very simple. In fact, tomorrow is the presidential debate. And President Trump should use the opportunity to have Joe Biden, while Chris Wallace is also there, and just forego Chris Wallace and ask questions of Joe Biden. President Trump should actually become the journalist and ask Joe Biden questions. And the first question... And the most important question when it comes to the courts to Joe Biden is this. Where is your list? Biden has acknowledged having a list of potential nominees to the United States Supreme Court. But he's argued that voters did not need to know more. President Trump or the media, if they were doing their job, would ask Joe Biden, who would you put on the Supreme Court? Who would you put? And the third branch of government in this vacated seat. We need names because President Trump has given us names. And all of President Trump's Supreme Court picks have been from a publicly available list. Most transparent president in my lifetime. There is no secrets about what President Trump will do with the third branch of government. When Scalia's seat was vacated, we knew we were going to get someone like Neil Gorsuch. And we did. When Anthony Kennedy resigned, we knew we were going to get someone like Brett Kavanaugh which we did. And now with the surprise passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we knew we were going to get someone like Amy Coney Barrett, the conservative base, asked for it, voted for it, and that is exactly who we have coming on the United States Supreme Court of Senate Republicans to do their job. A local reporter asked Biden, should voters know, should voters know who you're going to appoint? And Joe Biden said, no, they don't. But they will if I'm elected. They'll have plenty of time. Biden answered. Joe Biden argued that it was, quote, inappropriate for him to name the individuals on that list for three reasons. And those reasons, he said, it's not right. It singles them out. You see, Joe Biden is afraid that if he puts out a name or a list of activist radicals that would fill the U.S. Supreme Court, such as Kagan or Sotomayor, that Midwestern voters and decent people would see the contrast between the mother of seven constitutional legal scholar, Amy Coney Barrett, who loves the U.S. Constitution, and justices on the United States Supreme Court who view the U.S. Constitution not as law, but as a suggestion document. As, oh, yeah, it's kind of nice. We'll reference that when we need it. But generally, they think it's a living document. These are revisionist activist judges. And the late Justice Antonin Scalia said it the best. It does not matter what your personal preferences are. 
In fact, he regretted, he regretted and lamented that some of the decisions that he made, he knew were not going to be widely beneficial for the country, but it was irrelevant because the law demanded a very specific textual and originalist approach. You see, this is a huge... This is a huge vulnerability for Joe Biden. Joe Biden says, I'm not a socialist. He compares President Donald Trump to Joseph Goebbels just because President Donald Trump says that Joe Biden would bring forth a socialist agenda in our country, which is completely true and well-documented while he's running with the most liberal senator in America, Senator Harris from California. But Joe Biden does not and will not engage with the transparent action of telling the American people who will go on the United States Supreme Court if he's elected. What is he hiding? Joe Biden said in that other sound that we played in the previous segment that Donald Trump is not telling the truth about my family. What about your family's history, Joe Biden, are you exactly proud of? Is it Hunter Biden receiving a $3.5 million wire from Moscow? in exchange for, as the Senate Republicans call it, Eastern European prostitute sex trafficking? Is that what you're most proud of? Or how about the $1.5 billion your son received, Joe Biden, from the Chinese Communist Party, where he got $30 million points on the deal that he was vastly underqualified for? Or how about the $100,000 he got in just a spending spree account from a Chinese Communist Party-affiliated entity? Is that the family history you're most proud of? The question that must be asked in tomorrow's debate by Chris Wallace or by Donald Trump, and I don't necessarily think Chris Wallace will do this, is where's your list? What are you hiding? President Donald Trump is open and honest with you. Joe Biden is hiding something from you. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for the great Dennis Prager. It's an honor to be here today. Dennis is legendary in the conservative movement. He has personally impacted my life and millions of others to save our country. Dennis Prager has taught me so much, including the American Trinity. In God we trust, liberty e pluribus unum. I bring that message to college campuses every single day at Turning Point USA. And I think Dennis Prager has been so ahead of exactly what is playing out in our country. He has said for over a decade that we are already in a quiet civil war in our country. And you're starting to see that kind of materialize right now in America, where you have people that are angry that they live in America and people that are thankful that they live in America. We would be in the thankful category. And as we try to save our country, it's imperative that we try to make our kids love America again. One of the things that the president did recently that got almost no press coverage whatsoever was when President Donald Trump signed the 1776 Commission, this is over a week and a half ago, in direct response to the 1619 Project with Nicole Hannah-Jones from the New York Times, which teaches critical race theory, false history about our country, and will only further sow the seeds of racial division and disharmony in America. President Donald Trump, in direct response to that, said, we were not founded in 1619, we are founded in 1776, 
with a birth certificate called the Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary to dissolve ties, goes on to say, the laws of nature, nature's God, God is mentioned four times in the Declaration of Independence, and a year after the Declaration, slavery already started to be abolished in Vermont in 1777 and spread like wildfire throughout the country. It's not a question of, did America have slaves? The question is, why don't we any longer? And why doesn't the Western world any longer? Slavery was the human norm, and America came along, and that sin started to scatter and disappear off the face of the earth, thanks to the West. The ideas of, in God we trust, liberty and e pluribus unum, as Dennis Prager says, the American trinity, trinity must be understood and must be communicated. And a country's ability or inability to communicate fundamental core values to young people will determine whether or not that country continues to exist. If you're listening to this program, you probably love your country. The most important fight right now is to make sure your children and young people in your life, the fight that we are fighting at Turning Point USA, understand why we are the greatest country ever to exist in the history of the world. And Dennis Prager has played such an incredible role on that landscape in my life and in the American culture war. In the next hour, we're going to get into this story about Trump's taxes. I'm going to tell you why there's good news in there and so much more. Stay tuned. This is Charlie Kirk filling in for Dennis Prager. we got two more hours left. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured, and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 